Pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triforce Podcast, coming at you from week ten of the lockdown, where we knew where we all now have to stay alert. Yeah, um, stay safe. Uh, yeah, that what's was that a- noise? You, you passed the test, Flax. You're alert enough. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Get your karate costumes on. Yeah. And just just be ready for anything. Just um, get ready to rock and roll because you never know when. Yep. You never know when the shit's going to hit the fan. You want to have a welding mask on for when that happens. <laughs> um, yeah. You need get ul- your ultimate actually, protection. Yeah. Get in the ring. Yeah. Uh, get, get yourself creased up. Um, just get yourself ready to to rust to to wrestle with anyone who tries to come close. Oh, just push them out of your ring. This I am is ready. A, this is a this is this is a, a a nice a nice topic that you mention uh, because recently wrestling. Well, yeah, it's topical. Stop me watching wrestling. No, it's topical <laughs> for me though because recently I've been questioning whether or not I've been going insane or not uh, during this lockdown. I you know I didn't really think that the lockdown affected me too much you know what i mean like i thought i was above it all because i've kind of been living like this for the past eight or so years anyway so like it's it's no different for me um but i've been playing fallout 4 with a lot of mods recently and uh uh, i'd say the the bulk of my playtime recently has been uh pitting people together uh for gladiator style combat like Mm. i made an arena uh, where I force my settlers <laughs> to fight to the death, um, and once once one of them dies, I have this whole series of machines ready to process their bodies and all of their belongings into junk and meat. And then I've got another mod that is able to can the meat into like <laughs> soylent green, which gets deposited into a bath. And I'm not even joking. I spend like about eight hours a day doing this. And then even sometimes at night, I come out and try to like refine the process a little bit more. And I just had this like weird epiphany yesterday where I was like, I'd stop what I was doing and just think, what the fuck am I doing? Like, why am I, why am I spending why so much I enjoy time on this? this? So much. Why am I enjoying this so much? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like the, the machine that that sort of dismantles a human being in this game makes this really odd squelching sound. Somebody in Twitch <laughs> chat likened it to fisting a bowl of custard. Uh, that's the kind of sound it makes. <laughs> and, you know, you just see like meat come out the other end and like, you know. It a, sounds a awesome. Pelvis awful. bones. Sounds and, horrible. Sorry. Yeah, it's weird. It's, and it, then. The, but, but this is like anyone describing their 
RimWorld saves. We've been sure, there. Yeah, you know, it's true, like you're like. True, yeah. So I was starving to death, and uh, my dog start I bite my leg off. But then I killed my dog. I had to eat the meat, and then another man came and he killed me. And then he was my main settler. He ate the man who had the one leg. Yeah. And then he chopped his own dick off and ate it. You know, like and that's just like in the game. That's like nothing, right? So sure. you've got like. I don't think you have to worry about whether or not you're turning into some insane psychopath, dictator, lunatic in Fallout 4. We know that's happening. You're doing that. Well, that's, that's exactly yeah, what's happening. Maybe it's, it's one of those game. things where like, so it's fine. just playing it by default makes you insane sort of thing. If you like. were playing it in like a fairy world, imagine if, if it was all like, instead of chopping up, instead of gladiatorial combat, imagine you were like, I don't know, fight like like having flowers Right. Top, like kiss each other yeah and then the one that fell asleep you put in a lovely bed yeah and um it got processed into dye no hang on uh no never mind uh, uh do, you know, do you know I mean if it was like because you can see this stuff right every game has like s like f soft mode you know where blood is replaced by um rainbow splatters oh and, sure yeah remember you know, like, and, remember and, the and early... people don't die they go to sleep and all this remember yeah. the early mortal Kombat games when they came out on the uh, super nintendo and they replaced the blood with like sand or like sweat you'd punch a guy and like in, in the arcade version there was like big it looked like big like splotches of ketchup or something flying out of them there's blood everywhere but uh, all, they've the always Nintendo, had to do these yeah they have to, to like some, censor it down. some regulator or some um E ESRB rater saying, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. this is going to be an 18 unless you replace the blood with fa fairy dust. But listen, know. do you okay. think... Um, so, okay, so it's, I've it's told a, you... It's a PG then. I've told <laughs> you're you still, my... You're still punching people in the face or running people over. Do you know what I mean? Like True, in GTA. Yeah. GTA I mean, GTA was originally going to be banned yeah. a lot because you were, you were actually driving a car and running like... Like just running down pedestrians in the street. You know, I... Th my brother plays GTA all the time. Right. Even even now, he loves it. He loves running people over. What's his and name and where does he live? I I don't want to. What if he's I'm like? Just, what if he's, he's going crazy during the lockdown as well, and he just decides he's, to go he's, he's doing great during the lockdown. He's got he his normal life is pretty shit because he's got a real job on the railways. He has to drive out to these places and trudge around and fucking watch out for trains coming, and it's pretty right. hard work. And he's had to do it for like. 20 years now Jeez. Kind of get, get in there because he left school at 15 right um, to work on the so rails yeah he's been yeah he's been working on the railways for the 20 years now fuck um, and it's crazy to think that that's the thing and it's it's well I some, say it's somebody's got to do it I mean but it's kind of like a hard job and people get like you know like you could imagine if you're a fisherman or something like that so that's a hard job that's like you know, you, you see these old fishermen, who, and they look fucking knackered when they've been on the boats. For yeah, like they're all weathered years. and stuff. They all have like, yeah, they, and they always um, have lozenges too, right? Like, but like a hickory pipe as well. Which so I'm not sure about my that brother, combo. From my brother's angle, I feel like he's looking better than ever. He's had like a good, good couple of weeks, four weeks, six, four, six eight weeks off. All right, so he's, listen. Listen, yeah, he's having a great time doing I, his house. I've told yeah. you my dark secret about the kind of mods that I use in Fallout, but. Do you, what do you think is worse? Do you think those are worse, or do you think the ones where, like, there's a lot of mods for Fallout 4, as you can imagine, um, being a game that features uh, human beings and stuff like that. So, of course, it lends itself that there's lots of mods to um, 
nudity. For example, provide shaved pussies for all of the female companions. Um, Good Lord. You know, fully nude mods, all that kind of stuff. I don't have any of those. I'm not really interested in those because I just watch porn or whatever. But um, <laughs> you do, do you think it's Who weird? Does? Do you think it's weird for somebody to download those mods than it is to download mods to do with processing humans into edible Your, uh, cans of worse. meat? Yours are obviously worse. Okay, Mine are okay worse. no, 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 no. Right. So, what is worse though? Also, like loot boxes in Overwatch. What if you only play Overwatch and spend all your money on loot boxes and it's this mindless grind, okay? Right. Versus a game like Fallout yeah. where, yeah, albeit you are building a hell machine. Yeah. Um, I, at least I, I it's forgot, using I, I neglected your... to mention as well, there's, a, <laughs> uh, there's an area uh, behind glass where the bones of all these people drop into. So there's just this gigantic container full of bones called the, <laughs> called the Bone Zone. <laughs> and it makes this really gross clickety clacking sound constantly because the physics are like a bit bugged. So there's like, I would say there's got to be about a hundred people's worth of bones in there. And anytime you walk by this thing, all you hear is like clack, clickety clack, clack, clack. You know like, what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's something like out of a shitty 80s horror film. So it is, yeah. in what it's, way is inevitably people fancying female representations of... Of video game characters, you know, mainly because the most of the people playing games uh, like that are, are dudes, right? Young dudes, so they want to have well, all the nude mods and stuff like that. I don't that. know. I think the demographic is. Shifted I don't think. I don't like think eighteen-year-olds are installing nude mods. I just saying. wouldn't. I. I. I don't know how I would. I. You know what I mean? Like I would feel uncomfortable playing those mods, whereas I don't somehow feel uncomfortable. I think it's because if you get humans. caught with those kind of nude mods, it's like really like you're into. This that's what like, I mean. It, it, it's like, creepy, in, but yeah, what that's you're what doing I'm saying, is like, definitely disturbing. And I, I, I think one is more expected and understood than right. the other. And yours to me is really quite disturbing. Right. Okay. <laughs> no, no, to me it's not at all. To me, it's like you're playing a kind of more fun version of satisfactory where you're just building like a cool machine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But this I is mean, a cool machine your engage. to you're turn using people your into brain. meat. Yeah. You're using your brain to like set up a production line. Like right. if you were working today, Sips, if you were growing up today in like, I don't know, China, uh -huh. let's just say China, where they're trying to automate everything and they have all these young kids and they bring them in and they're like, okay, you three genius whiz kids are going to make this factory that employs a thousand people. You're going to build some crazy little Raspberry Pi auto machine video recognition technology that will automatically do the job of a human who had to do it by hand and was fallible and terrible and slow yeah, and, yeah. and also hated the job. You're going to replace these people who had terrible, crappy, horrible jobs with machines. Yeah. You this is what we need, Sips. We need these these thinkers. You know, if you imagine if you work in a meatpacking factory, you know, the bone zone would be perfect. I imagine if you get a pig, put him through the bone zone, no bones anymore. Yeah. Bam. Jelly pig, and then like just sell that fucking thing. <laughs> just Someone fucking will put it in the oven. Shit, yeah. You could do it with piglets. Like, that, a... would be that would be delicious because the meat's a lot more tender on piglets. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. I, I stand corrected. This all sounds so much more sane when you put it that way. <laughs> there's another mod. There's another mod called um, called uh, the the Innie Fix, which 
uh, fixes those troublesome Audi vaginas in the wasteland to to innies instead, uh, which is uh, much more pleasing to the eye or whatever. There's a whole mod. So I thought you were talking about belly buttons. No, there's a whole. No, that was my whole, first assumption, but then I realized ho- there's a whole mod for for just that as well. Uh, I'm I'm I still think like I get what you're saying, Flax, but. I don't think I'm, I'm I'm the sickest person out there in terms of. Oh, I'm not saying you're the sickest There's person like, out I there. Mean, I'm just saying that what you're doing is colossal reprehensible. Mod. There's like all these like new like sexy power armors and stuff, and like man, I I, I wouldn't be caught dead with those. And I mean, I uninstall them every time I go to stream just in case people see. But um, you know what I mean? Like, what what if like my wife walked in and she's like, "Hey, what are you playing?" Oh. Uh, Oh geez, and I I just installed like the any mod for fault. You know what I mean? Like it's just kind of weird. I I, I just feel it's kind of weird. Even if I didn't have a wife, like what if like my mom walked in and asked me what I was playing, or like my kid brother, or like my older. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't want anyone to catch me like playing with those mods. However, I don't have a problem with people. Hey, what are you playing? Ah, uh, you know, I'm just processing some meat here. I'm <laughs> just just killing a bunch of people, and or well, they're killing themselves, and then I'm. Turning them into canned meat, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Somehow, I don't know. I think it's, it's the amount of time you've spent, and this is how long has this been going on for? Oh, weeks, like weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like <laughs> some days, like we just some days. Well, I mean, I've got a whole Twitch chat that are like along for the journey as well. I'm right? sure they're loving it. Well, sure they get, get it. they get to bet on uh, the fights and stuff, and yeah, like, it's great, it's great. I'm just saying, we got you're, champions. You're also doing this off stream, aren't you? Well, I got to do like some <laughs> setup and stuff. What are you doing? Tech. What are you doing, P Flex? Playing Dota? Oh, oh, <laughs> what's worse? What's worse? <laughs> oh, come on! I mean, Dota's a uh, respect. What are you talking about? Dota's become a now like a like a like you know like a fine traditional gentleman's esport, right? It's been around for so long. I feel yeah. it's like you know. Have you tried the um, very respectable that new sort of one lane version that the, the guys? Um, is it, what's it called? Pog. Is, it, is that what it's called? Yeah. Path of Guardians or something like that. Um, yes. So I, I play that all the time. Uh, we love it. Do you? Oh, that's the one you got to do like gambling for, right? No, no, no. It's what Turbo Mode should have been. Oh, right. Because Listen, I don't you know if you're play playing Turbo the same mode. one, actually, or talking about the same one. The one Lewis is talking about has a gambling element to it where you have where you can like bet on results and you get no. more money to upgrade and stuff. No, no. This is, that, this is just... 3v3, there's only a mid lane, the map is right. slightly different, and you just have to, you, you've, it's like crazy amounts of money that you get, yeah. and you level up very quickly. Um, so I know that Shannon, uh, aka Suns fan, and um, a bunch of other guys at um, uh, Dota, Dota, Cinema. Dota Cinema made this, like Neil and guys like that. And it's brilliant because you can play a game in it's like 15 minutes. Like, if yeah. it goes past that, it's like, wow, you know, this is the longest game of Pog ever sort of thing. Like, it's a quick game. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. And the main reason they made it is so that you can try out heroes you'd never normally get the chance to play in a real game because you're like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to risk it. Like, I've, ne- I've never really played Leshrac much. Played thousands and thousands of hours, thousands of games of Dota, but I, there are certain heroes that I'm just, like, not comfortable picking because I know that it would take me 10 or 20 or 30 hours to even get halfway competent at that hero um, and I tend to, you know, pick the same kind of things and stuff like that. Whereas in Pog, I can play whatever the fuck I want, and I yeah. can try out all kinds of different item builds and see what's effective and practice those heroes. And that was something they really wanted to do. And Dota has not had that forever. 
It's been nearly 10 years and it's, that's never existed. Yeah, so I'm, this, I'm yeah, so that's happy. Yeah, it's a really fun years, it's yeah. a really fun game. Yeah, I I I I was going to give it a go um actually as well because I think it's something that it's like Dota with uh, the I don't know it's, it feels a little bit more like you're interacting with other people too because oftentimes you play Dota and you're either solo in a safe lane or solo in the jungle or solo in the mid and other people are there on your team but they're not necessarily interacting with you for the first half an hour of the game yeah yeah you know um, yeah i mean if i'm if i'm streaming dota and i'm playing as a carry which doesn't happen that often but on the occasions that i do for the first 20 minutes of the game and much of the rest of the game it's just me hitting creeps like i've won yeah. games of Dota where I, i've had loads of farm and i've got three kills because it's only at the end that we're so big <clears throat> they were like well all right yeah i'll just come and we'll just win because you know I, i've reached that carry status where at this point my hero is essentially unkillable and we can win and as a streamer, you're thinking, is this entertaining? Like, is it fun to watch someone just going whack, 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 and just acquiring money? Yeah. And much of the time, I would have to say, no, it is not. So I tend to play initiators and team fight stuff because it's more fun to watch, you know? I've been playing, um, this week I've been playing a board game called Arkham Horror. Oh, yeah. Right. And I'm playing it I'm playing it after I played a game called Eldritch Horror, which is made by the same people. Yeah. And also, that's made by the same people who made Mansions of Madness. And they've got the same characters. It's fantasy flight games. It's like a kind of a series. Um, Mansions of Madness is kind of a, a board game with an app, which you guys have played, I think, where you... Um, the app sort of tells you what to do and spawns enemies and and you kind of it's set in the kind of Cthulhu mythos um universe um of all of all of that eldritch spookiness in in Arkham in Massachusetts in um 19 I don't know 25 whenever it is kind of and so right. it's a bit you know and I don't know much about that setting and I'm not very good putting myself in it it's something it's a setting which I would like to get into but I just haven't been exposed to enough the interwar I guess, years is what you said. yeah yeah and it's it, you know what it is it's the kind of the kind of noir detectives and the sexy dilettantes and um I don't know trumpet playing guys do you know what, do you know what I mean kind of uh, it's kind of a very unique setting right um anyway I've been playing these games because their co-op, um, where you're kind of, and they've got very good automated, either automated systems to, to, to have players play together against them, or they've got uh, campaigns. Right. And so part of the game, because it's co-op, and, and because of that, like, not only are is the game very heavily campaign-based, i.e. there's 20 or 30 different stories, like, like little D&D adventures to play through with your friends, um, but also, like, there's a load of fan-made ones. I found, um, like, a Stranger Things one and a Batman one and a few other silly ones. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like a little... The one I've been playing at the moment is a, what's called a living card game. Um, and obviously, I'm super into card games. You know, I always have been. And this and this is um, rather than a collectible one, which is just random packs like Magic the Gathering or Hearthstone. Um, it's it's a living card game. So all you have to do is buy the expansions and then it's like, it's like a deck building game. And if you buy all of the expansions, you have all the cards. And so you don't have to buy booster packs or trade or do any of that crap. Um, mm -hmm. And you could just use other people's stuff and share. Anyway, there's a really good tabletop sim mod for it. Um, so you don't even have to buy any of the cards, which is nice. And all all I've done a week is just like look at look at the stats and be like, oh, this card would do this. And then I've occasionally played a few, I played a few games with different people. We did a few adventures, and it just felt like a really good way to play games. Like it was, it was engaging my brain, but also um, it was against like a, an opponent that was like the. Yeah, I've played a few other board games that were more verses as well this week, and 
I didn't enjoy them as much. I, I felt like I felt like when I'm playing against humans, they're very smart and they keep tricking me. <laughs> like <laughs> I played against I played a game against Ben um, this week. A natural uh, game of Thrones, gamer. Which is game. That lad can. Game. A natural gamer. Yeah. And every fucking he turn, he would outsmart me with some shit, and I was like, "Fuck!" I did not plan for this. Like, I had these crossbows that were able to sort of move backwards when they got charged. You see, so I thought, "Oh, I'll just keep them on the side here, and then if Ben tries to charge them, he just—I'll just move them backwards." And so what Ben did was, instead of charge them, he just moved his horseman right up into their face. Right? So I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I hadn't planned for that. Because I thought. And it was like it was like an unexpected play for me because um, I thought, well, what's the, why he why wouldn't he charge? You know, even because that would, but because he didn't charge, it didn't trigger my ability and it didn't do this thing, and he just outsmarted me, and I felt stupid. Um, do, you, do you ever get that when you're playing a game against people? Never. They... I'm highly intelligent, so I find, <laughs> find I never <laughs> am in that situation. I, I, me and the lads on Discord have started playing chess, like off stream. We're just messing about Fucking playing hell. chess. I know. It's it's a weird thing that like the, the, these little fads emerge on my Discord and we we'll be playing a game and it's a classic game. I don't. That's of course, not, it nothing is. weird about that at all. No, no. It's 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 just strange that we've suddenly decided after we've been hanging out together playing games for like five or six years. And have now you like tipped over a certain age? I don't now know. Chess is acceptable. I don't know. Like we just we just play it. And can you imagine if there was a Fortnite Discord oh, it's and like they when... started playing chess on there? It's like when it's weird. films were doing the, like playing Monopoly and stuff like that. Stuff comes back round, you know. Like it's just games that you played a long yeah, time it, ago, you feel like playing again. It's, it's like you've just gotten into like an old school drawing room. It's like I a know. gentleman's it club. Is, you yeah. go in and with your suit, you're like tweed suit, cigar, sir. Oh yes, please, Jeeves. You get your cigar. You walk in. You fucking Brandy, sir? Yes, of course. You sit down at the fire. You lean over the chessboard. You're like, oh, well, which, where were we? Okay, let me take my move for Your the move, evening. Your move, I think, Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like that. But so we're, we're just playing it, and it, it's funny because what you're saying about, like, I, I think in a lot of games, chess, is, chess cuts through all the other stuff, and essentially most, most kind of games where there's some kind of strategy, there are similarities to chess for sure, in that you have to think ahead. But most importantly, I find myself not doing this. And I think this might adjust the way you play board games. Is that if you only look at what you're trying to do and what the immediate threats to you are, you miss out on a huge amount. So you thought, I'll just leave my lads here because if Ben charges them, they'll just pull back. But you know that Ben knows that. Like you know that he knows that your crossbowman will will just pull back. So he would yeah. never charge them. So he thought of something else. So in in reality, you were thinking about what you were going to do but you weren't anticipating what he was going to do. And the, the whole point no. of chess, really, is having to think about your overall goals, not really just waiting for your opponent to make a mistake, but trying to build a strategy that's like three or four moves, bim, 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 and suddenly they're in big trouble. So you've got to plan ahead, but you've also got to think, what could he be doing? Like, no one moves a piece just to oh, move no, it. Oh, no, but that's where madness lies. This is like that Cthulhuian nightmare, because then you start getting into, like, what... So if he knows that I know that he knows... That I know that he knows that it starts doing this no, no, no. cycle, you, you can't do and that. then you all go fucking crazy. No, I'm just saying that in a lot of the time when I'm playing games, I do this myself. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do, and I'm not thinking about what they're trying to do. I think another thing you could try as well is um, maybe just being better at the game. Yeah, just get good. <laughs> essentially, just, just get good at the game instead. <laughs> so now it's time to introduce our very first sponsor for the Trifles podcast, and it's something that I actually use at home: ExpressVPN. 
So we all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But here's something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. I just fire up the ExpressVPN app, change my location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and that's it. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. Love anime? Use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix and be spirited away. ExpressVPN works with any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is that it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag and you can stream it in HD no problem. If you visit our special link right now at expressvpn.com slash Triforce, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Thanks everyone. Enjoy the rest of the show. So occasionally I get recommended chess videos right. on YouTube. Yeah, me too. Um, I think I've spoken about this with um, Magnus Carlsen mostly. Oh, yeah. And he has um, a, a site where people can play chess against him. And his his actual chess site thing is like you have to, I think you've got three minutes each for the entire game. Yeah, he's um, a blitz chess guy, right? It's fast, fast, fast. Yeah, and so I don't even, f- watching this thing, means I can watch a video in like six minutes, you know, because it's like, it's quite it's quite good like as a U- as YouTube content, you know, a chess game. Because you'd imagine a chess game to be like fucking hours and hours, right? right? Just people sat there silently staring at a board in a big arena. But no, this is like Magnus's face kind of with a bad webcam, like looking up at his like double chin sort of situation. And then he's just like mumbling as he like just crushes this guy at chess. And occasionally some guy will do something weird and he'll be like just stuck for like a half a minute or a minute, like sat there like, what the fuck do I do to get out of this? Either realizing he's actually lost or realizing like... Maybe there's like some way I can just trick him into thinking I don't know what he's done here. Um, and because there's so many permutations, so many complex situations, even this guy. But these most of his um most of his decisions are just on autopilot. You'd think yeah. like he like a lot of his a lot of his decision making is hunch based. Like he's like, it feels like this is the right play here. You know, he he's almost played so many games. The, that it's just knowledge patterns is, to him, isn't it? Like it's yeah, slight it variations of, like, patterns, of a pattern. Yeah. I, th- I think most games of chess. I know that if you look at the possible permutations of moves, it's like the, for the obviously the more the game goes on, the more it branches and becomes complex because there's obviously only a limited number of moves you can make on turn one, and then based on that move, you've now got these branches of possible moves. You know, for your second move and all the rest of it. So. I think certainly when you think about the way he plays chess early on, it's kind of auto-party. Click, 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 click. And there's lots of set openings that people go for and stuff. But then later on, I think as the pieces start to get taken and stuff, then the patterns start to dissolve. And now that's where the real skill comes out. Because he suddenly needs to recognize what to do when the the tree is gone. There's no pattern for this. This board is unique. You know, I've never seen this exact board before in a game. And that's when the real skill comes in. Because a lot of people, I know I've played against a ton of people and they know the openings. And there's that opening you can do where you win in like three moves or whatever. I fall for that one all the time. Because I just, I I can't Uh, remember. Fool's mate? Fool's fool's fool's? mate, I think. And you just go, bip, 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 win. And you're like, oh yeah. It's like super bad. Um, so yeah, I, yeah I've weird. tried the opening where you just mirror your opponent's moves and never works either. I don't mind. Uh, I don't mind chess. Well, I don't. I mean, having said that, like I'll, I, I, I play it very occasionally, but like not often. I don't know. I don't like. 
I don't I don't tend towards like strategy games much. Like I, I don't know, like I just uh, there's something just sort of like I don't know, it's like like unappealing about sort of like Lewis was saying, you know, you 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 put something in and you think it's going to work and then it it doesn't work and like I don't know, I I just can't get past that sometimes, you know what I mean? Like like the situation with the crossbows, I'd be so salty. I'd just be like, ah, fuck, you know, like that didn't right. work. Oh, I'm ruined. <laughs> well, like, And I that's how up. I am. And I've noticed that if the game starts to go my way, I, my mood lifts well, of course. so dramatically. Of, of course. And I'm yeah, like smiling it's again. It's fun when, like, you're, when you're winning or if you if you even have, have a chance of winning. But like I find sometimes strategy games, depending like who you're playing against or whatever, if you're playing against somebody who's like far superior to you, it's impossible to enjoy the game unless it's like part of a franchise that you really like or or something, you know what I mean? But like, I don't know, it just seems so uh, unforgiving, you know, like mm. uh, strategy where it's like, I don't know, I, I tend more towards like, like games that have some strategy to them, but oh, that, but the point of them isn't strategy, you know what I mean? I think like, if, if like when I play CSGO, for example, what I'm enjoying about it is that even if they're better than me, I'm still going to get a few kills. Yeah. Just because occasionally a bullet's gonna yeah, there's hit a, him there's, in the head or whatever, or a good grenade or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's there are payoffs. Whereas right. like with a strategy game, like I don't know if you ever played like like StarCraft two one v one or whatever. It's exciting to watch and 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 it can be fun to play, but man, it just feels so bad when like you just get absolutely hammered, you know, or you yeah. you misread your opponent or you fuck up somehow and it's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> like, I've just wasted all this time. I'm yeah. fucking dead. Like, it it never feels great, does it? I don't know. It's like, yeah, I feel like sometimes... So these, these, these games I've been playing are a little bit like, they will screw you badly. Yeah. Um, like, in the same way that... XCOM and other games can do when you're playing them. You know, often with XCOM, it's hunch-based. You've got, like, a squad, and you kind of, once sure. you play with them enough, you kind of know, like, XCOM you don't have to work out stuff. XCOM is different, though. XCOM is different because there's there's a lot of, uh, there there's a lot of, like, random stuff thrown in, too, so that, like, sometimes it feels like, oh, my fucking God, what a disaster. But then you'll squeak through somehow, you know? One or two yeah. guys who are just almost dead will... You know, you'll just the luck will will shine. And that's on a well balanced game, really. It's like it's like mitigating bad luck, having enough to do that. And, yeah. and and those moments you just live for in that game, right? Yeah. And then the and then the whole telling a story along the way is so good too, right? Like you know, these these persistent. That's the art of a, that's that's the art of it. Yeah. yeah. So it feels like these games that I've been played are quite tightly tuned. Um, to the point where you know, fucking, you're being ch you're being chased down a corridor while there's like a fucking horror coming out of a portal, and also like there's a room on fire that's spreading, right. and then the you know like the floors falling out on one side of the room, and you've got all this shit going on. You're like, oh, you just <laughs> have to sort of try and get through it. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I enjoy those experiences. You don't. It's not the same. With a player, you know, a player will just be teabagging you at that point. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> fucking noob, um, <laughs> fucking stupid noob. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's, but that's that's they're very different experiences, and I, there's a place for both of them, I think. Yeah. But I th I just find it a lot lot tougher to get beaten by a guy. I would rather lose to to the computer. I hate losing to people. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I hate losing the computer as well. Like I just well. I hate losing. I just like there's there's degrees of losing, right? Sometimes if you get outplayed, but whoever has outplayed you is exceptionally skilled, you just think, oh, 
whatever. You know, like I can't be, I can't even be mad at that because uh, he played so well or whatever. You know, you have moments like that. But it's it's mostly just losing to bullshit, right? Stuff that you just think, fuck that. I didn't know that that or like it just it's too random that it becomes bullshit or whatever. Like Hearthstone felt like that a lot, didn't it? It just like yeah, because yeah. there's. I mean, any card game is going to have elements where they draw the exact right card, and you're yeah. just card dead. And it's like, I mean, that that feels no fun. No, of course, at all. Like, yeah. So that's why. But if I if that happens to the computer, I'm just like, oh, I'll just go again. No yeah. loss. Whereas against people, I think you lucky motherfucker. Like it, it just really gets to me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it gets. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't know. I think you have to have a like a like a definitely a specific mindset to play like strategy games against other people you know what i mean yeah so like, you know what it's interesting like i I play tons of strategy games i play sports simulation games i play strategy you play blood games. bolts won't you is that's a very blood, pvp kind of blood yeah bowls, but yeah. It, it drives me nuts like what i enjoy about blood bowl is killing another player's team killing his star player or scoring some bullshit goal that's that's basically the only thing i get out of blood bowl yeah is picking up the ball in some ridiculous situation throwing it like one in six chance this lands and scoring as a result of that that's it i live for those moments yeah the rest well, of the game is just kind of a slugfest but you can you can usually pick a team that fits with your desired play style you know if you want to be that you know that kind of guy you can probably pick the pick orcs or whatever i don't know i, I always stumpy, play orcs, aren't they? but the, but yeah. only because the orcs have a thrower and occasionally the thrower can pull off an amazing throw and people don't expect <laughs> the orcs to throw the ball like if you play a big bashy team the key to blood bowl there are basically two strats you've got the squishy lads like elves and and amazons and stuff and they're like they're the elves in particular their whole game is based around passing because they can dodge past all your guys, they throw the ball, he catches the ball, and then they score. And they just do that every time they get the ball. And they're very good at getting around the edge of your lads. And they also yeah. tend to have units that are good at breaking into boxes and uh, and taking the ball away and then just jumping away with it. And it feels frustrating because it's like they, they seem to never fail. Whereas orcs and dwarves and stuff like that, you tend to build them as these punchy teams that kind of slowly grind up the pitch and maybe score a goal in the game. But what I like to do is just build a lad who's lightning quick, has dodge, agi, as an orc, and then just throw the ball to him and he just runs and scores. And people are like, oh, that's, uh, you know, they, they don't expect it. They think you're just <laughs> yeah. going to come and punch them, but we're special orcs. So that that's the fun of it to me, really. Other than that, the game stinks. Blood Bowl's terrible. That sounds far too cunning <laughs> for an orc. Other than well. that, it stinks, Larry. It does stink. It's terrible. Yeah. Blood Bowl's an awful game. It was. It wasn't designed to be balanced. Like it like all no, fucking Games Workshop games. It's designed to sell miniatures. So Games Workshop games terrible. Yeah, Se- terrible Seas games. of Blood is a prime example. It's a game called Seas great of Blood. Great models, great lore, terrible games. The, the, um, did you ever play Seas of Blood? It was like a naval combat game set in the Warhammer fantasy universe. I never did. No. And you had Corsairs and you had... Uh, you know, they were like the human ships. You had elf ships, you had dwarf ships and stuff. The dwarves had dreadnoughts, like or, or ironclads. Oh, man of war is cool. Man yeah. of war, and they had ironclads, and you couldn't penetrate their armor at range, but they were bristling with guns. So the only thing against them, as usual, with dwarves, because it's Games Workshop and they love dwarves, is that they're a little slow. But <laughs> that doesn't really matter because the board isn't that big. The objective is to fight, not to get to somewhere quickly. So you basically circle around them, failing to penetrate their armor. Meanwhile, they're blasting away at your little ship. And if you dare to go close, you die. And they did it because the miniatures just came out. And it was like, we just announced this dwarf expansion and they're amazing. So 
why would you ever play the game unless you were playing dwarves? Games Workshop stock price is like fucking high as hell. It's crazy. Like I, I, I looked at them like a while back for some reason, and it, it, it's, it. I don't know why. I guess they're, I guess they're just re- really, really successful. I, I don't know. Like it's just nuts. I, th- I mean, they've shut all these stores, so I guess they've yeah. just moved to online sales and stuff. Yeah, um, which probably makes well, especially so much of their revenue comes from licensing their yeah. Uh, IP. That's it. it yeah, they do, license yeah. it out to to video and games. And income from things stuff. like Total War, Total Warhammer, War. I mean, yeah, exactly. And, you know, all the other bits and bobs. Because wasn't that, that Vermintide game that came out that was quite that was popular, them, yeah, and that was course. them as well. Well, the thing is, like, License. when you're be- building a game, imagine you build, you want to make a game, you build the sort of the, the the universe and all this crap, and you have a game, and it's called like I don't know, fucking any, any old shit. You know, eternal magic realms of fire. Right. right? It sounds like fucking, a mobile game. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Like it, it, it it's and, and you've made your universe. Throne, no one throne gives of a shit, Thrones right? fire but and ice. Suddenly, <laughs> if it's called like I don't know, Warhammer Bright Wizard Wars, I don't know. Suddenly, you've got like it still sounds like Clash a of game, Warhammers. But it suddenly sounds like it's, it's suddenly a universe that you can just a pre-made universe that people will just buy that just because it's yeah, yeah. something they've a big heard fan, of, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, um, like the Dawn of War games, like the uh, the 40k. RTS games. That's Dawn of War, isn't it? A lot of yeah, times games of will those. just be made and then skinned with uh, a universe. You know, you, you could even make a blank slate game, you know, and and shop around once yeah, it's made yeah. and find a universe to skin it in, you know, whether it's going to be Game of Thrones or... Yeah, because wasn't the, Do- the Dawn of War stuff was basically just Company of Heroes, but it was... Dawn of War. Yeah, and, and the same thing with Total War. You know, Total War, up new engine... You know, unit skins, and they've been making it for you know ten years now. Total War Warhammer, but um, wait, no, that you know, it's, just it's, only it's, came it's, out recently, didn't it? Total War Warhammer, Warhammer Two just came out. Recently, oh right, yeah. okay, sorry. So that, uh, well, I right. say recently, like two years ago, probably now. It's interesting, like old IPs that uh, three years ago that that sort of stand the test of time. They stay around forever. I mean, like Warhammer has just been around for as long as I can remember. Uh, I never like I've never been into it or whatever, but. And like the 40k stuff, and uh, I mean, even like Fallout, the like the the IP's been around and it's changed hands. It's interesting, isn't it? Like how some of this stuff just keeps going. Like you think, like with Warhammer, what the fuck could they possibly add to it now? After all this time, like that would you know keep it interesting or whatever. But they still they still do. Like I guess it's still popular. Like well, it's it's exceedingly popular, isn't it? Like people still paint miniatures and play board games and people watch people paint miniatures yeah yeah no, that's how nuts. much people like miniature painting yeah yeah there's lo- all those Crazy. youtube videos i've talked about them before where people just paint uh, a thousand goblins identically and so people what? will watch it <laughs> well, if, like, with something <laughs> like okay so something like warhammer being somebody who's not i don't i know very little about it i know bits and pieces but like is there like story like is there lore are there big characters or is, is it there really- lore is it, is it just factions and and miniatures? There's a million, There's nothing else. million hours of lore. Right. Okay. There's been so like there's... thousands of novels and. Oh right. I mean, okay. The, the, the I mean... lore used to be quite simple. Like it. That's just really used to all be, it is. It used to be. In, you'd get the rule book. Like I've got the old 40k rule book, and there's lore pages in there, which is just like 
some ancient text reproduced that talks about the emperor and where he came from and all the rest of it. And then one about the forces of chaos. And then if you buy the Eldar expansion book or whatever, there's all stuff about the Eldar in there. Yeah. And the, the lore, when I was fucking 14, 15, I was, I was, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is the greatest story ever told. Wow. Like, it was, it was amazing. And then, and now I'm older, I'm just like, I was more care. of a hero's quest kind of guy when I was uh, younger. But that's, that's Warhammer. Hero's quest? Hero quest. What, the board game? Yeah, I'm sure it is. Oh, Isn't that I didn't Games realize Workshop? it was. I just thought it. Was, I thought it was. Oh, it's Milton Bradley. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, it was I like. I thought it, it was. Uh, I thought it involved Games Workshop in some way. Wait, no, it was like Games Workshop Lite. I think it was like. Yeah. A, it was oh like, God! Here's you a know really watered down, dumb version for they all of you. They did a version plants. that was basically Hero Quest. What was it called? Well, Games Workshop actually did did make the miniatures. I think and and build the world for them. I oh, think right. they actually were involved. Um, I'm sure they were in Hero Quest. But anyway, um, the point is that, yeah, it's 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 huge amounts of really cool story that people know. People are familiar with Space Marines and Tyranids and all their factions. Yeah. They're familiar with elves and dwarves and goblins and the Warhammer world. I'm, I'm, fa I'm familiar with the imagery, but like I didn't realize that there was like fucking books and everything to back it up to. I just figured it was just like uh, people who were into it just collected the like the like the. Because every time you see the the models, it's always like tons of models, right? You get like those big ones where it's like a whole like garrison of troops or whatever. There's like, it's like a, a, like on a plate and there's like 20 dudes or whatever. And I just figured it was just like... I mean, let me tell you, right? Nowadays, you you can pretty much do anything. You If you're even even 20 years ago, it's, it was like this. Like imagine you're really big into, I don't know, feudal Japan and the era of the shoguns. There's like... Some really cool plastic models for samurai troops, for shield guys, for pike guys, for, for leaders, leader units. You can buy them, you can paint them, you can kickstart them, you can see people who've painted them already. And what, do you they can... have books for all of these, like the Shogun ones too? Like, is there like a... I mean, but but the point is that that already exists, because that's real history. You can read a million books about the fucking feudal yeah, Japan what's the and law Mushashi. feudal Japan. No, it's I'm just, talking... Yeah, it's, it's, no, but wait, <laughs> but this is Warhammer though, right? Like... No, no, no. Yeah, but, but, oh, but, but Warhammer... Hammer has become like a term which is almost like the same for Hoover. Hoover is a manufacturer of vacuum cleaners. Right. Oh, but we sorry. Call I, just, vacuum no, sorry. I thought Hoovers. it was like dwarves or like orcs wearing like no, no, shogun no. armor and stuff. No, because okay. there's like there's a million different miniatures systems out there. Right. There's loads. And so yeah. companies will produce a line of miniatures to go with their game system that they've come up with and you know some of them have varying success and all the rest of it and they i think a lot of people when they get older i certainly did i was super into warhammer stuff when i was younger and then when i started to get more interested in history and and uh, actual like warfare and, and actual miniatures and stuff that, that were representative of say the british powers in the in world war ii and stuff like that sure. or the, the, you know the, i was like i was playing more of those kind of games and ancient battles and napoleonics i love napoleonic stuff because it's just yeah. It's just, or do you like Batman? There's a Batman miniatures game. There's a Harry Potter miniatures game. I didn't like game. any you of know, the stuff that was can, like that. It, it, it had to be there's, historical. There's, you can any of these. All these things exist, and and they some of them are pretty bad games in themselves. Some of them are. Man, okay. I'm some such a simpleton. I've realized. Like all I played was like the only board games I ever played when I was younger was like Hero Quest and uh, Axis and Allies. But here you go, right? No one actually plays these fucking board games. Sips. Most of people just. Know the know the mint know the law. They buy these expensive tiny toys that are unpainted. They paint them themselves, and then they hope that they can get one of their friends to play with them. Okay, right. but but of, of, as always, it's like the game is like fifty percent buying miniatures and 
you know, 30% painting them yourself, 10% looking at them, and then 5% actually using them to play a game with someone. Because then you have to get the rule book out. You have to figure out what the rules oh, are. Oh, my God. Like, me and Alex actually played the Fallout miniatures game um, about three weeks ago. Was it, oh, no, was, no, it was actually before was lockdown, it so it was probably even longer ages ago. It feels like three weeks ago, but it was 10 weeks ago. Um, just before the lockdown, me and Alex played the Fallout miniatures game. And it took us about three hours to learn the fucking thing. Basically, you start off with... Um, the, the guy that came out of the vault, Soul Survivor, you can pick a couple of different ones, and a dog me. Did you paint them? And you have to fight like super mutants and ghouls. Yeah, Alex painted some. I um I just inked some ghouls so they were brown and glowing. Oh. It's like a piece of piss. But you're in a um, unique position because you go to work. Did you make a meat factory? Everyone, everyone there at your <laughs> <laughs> But everyone at your work plays games and will play board games. I don't know anybody in my area that plays board games. But you, but you're not unusual. You are the normal no, exactly. person. Exactly. That, that's most people. Like Very you need few to join. People actually, a, ever get to play these? You need to join games. a club. Like they're, they're, that's why board game cafes are a big thing now. But I feel like, like they're, they're, there's one in Richmond near I, me, and you can go there and play board games. You you can drink. They'll do food. You can yeah. buy their board games. There's one. There's one close uh, to me. There's like a club of people that get together. But I always just figured that like. These guys probably know each other or, or have like a long-standing sort of like relationship with, with each other where they they play certain things that they like or whatever. I always feel like if I... Oh, yeah. Like, I like the sound of that Fallout uh, miniatures game or whatever. I always feel like if I went to one of these places like, hey, guys, what's up? Want to play some Fallout miniatures? And like, uh, no, we're, we're too busy playing a uh, fucking uh, Hero Quest and we got a Axis and Allies game on the go here too. Uh we don't want to. We don't want to learn your your game, or or that's what I feel like it would be like. I'm sure it is like. That. I think it would be yeah. like that. Yeah. So, like, but I, I think it, I, I think it's up. I think it's up to as always with anything in life. I've found that it's up to me to galvanize people to do the things that I would like to do with them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You've got to, you've got to and, motivate people a little bit. Get it. And get it's tough, up. right? Because people people are usually down for anything, and especially if they ha don't have to prepare. It's like the classic thing of Dungeons and Dragons. It's easy to find people to play Dungeons and Dragons with, but it's hard to find someone who wants to run the fucking Dungeons and Dragons. So you always end up having to do it. Yeah. So if you actually want to play Dungeons and Dragons, you either have to be lucky someone else is running one near you or just reply quickly when someone invites you to do it and then you know that's how it is you know um it's a funny 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 thing but i don't think you are missing out um really but now a days certainly with tabletop sim there are there are i'm sure a wealth of resources online for you to go into discords and find people and i bet you there's probably a f probably isn't i love the idea matches, of tabletop sim but i hate it's the... just a, it feels even fiddlier that, to yeah, me than does. actually playing with the real uh, it does thing. yeah you've got to like the physics of picking the dice up and stuff and it just feels like so tedious like and I... in fact that is the, one of the main reasons i think that it's that i i don't like tabletop sim like yeah because one of the main reasons people play miniatures games and i'm sure a lot of people listening right now will agree that playing them physically is such yeah, a big you part look at your of your little lads yeah of course you know, but you also want to you want to stare into the eyes of your of the enemy you're about to vanquish and you know they they know at that moment they, they're about but to but i, eat I will say stuff you know like in, that the tabletop the tabletop sim is a great way to learn a game if you haven't learned it or set it up. So often they're like, some of these games have this specific setup. If you can load it up in tabletop sim, do it, go through it yourself. Like you could even like do a practice game on your own if you don't can't find someone to teach you. Um, 
that is a really valuable resource. Certainly for me, it's like sped up my way of learning board games um, lately. Do you know what? Do you know what? There, uh, there is actually uh, another family that we know in the area, and we played Settlers of Catan with them, and we played sure. we played Ticket to Ride with them because we played with the. Oh, those kids. are really fun. I like those. Right, they're, they're fun games. Yeah, they're chill. So we're playing, and what? There's another chill, one. Chill, fun family. Which games, is the one right? where you have to you have to build tram lines through San Francisco. I'm sure it's called something like San Francisco Trams or whatever. Oh, but it's I like old San Francisco, and you build though. tram lines out. It's cool. It was a fun little game. Ticket to Ride is really fun. I like. Yeah, that. it's a good game. Yeah. So we were playing Settlers of Catan, and the other mum. Uh, she she got she got completely boxed in like very early on the roads just whoop, that's it she was stuck so her game she was like quite upset and kind of sulky which I don't blame her because I've been in that situation again we uh, were like geez. great I can't actually do anything so she was like I guess it's my go and I was like oh dear she's not enjoying herself anymore because Catan is kind of like that and I played it a bit and the other dad had played it a bit and the eldest daughter had played it a bit and my eldest didn't want to play because she's I don't know she's just weird at the moment but so we're all playing and everyone else is doing okay but she was just like screwed there was no way that she could do anything i felt really bad that's the one thing about about board some board games is that you just sometimes go a little unlucky and that's yeah, it and if you don't know exactly what you're doing you're somebody screwed. ultimately has to be the biggest loser right like yeah there's no way around well it. here's the deal what's happened there is people have either made mistakes or figured the game out and there's actually a couple of expansions to Catan. Like there's a one where it's like an islands yeah, expansion. Yeah. Um, and so it means you actually have to go and discover islands. So you actually almost have to build cities on the coast, build boats, and go out and discover these islands. And so it stops oh, that, that sounds cool. blocking. Yeah. Um, it stops that blocking sort of game, which is a part of the game, unfortunately. But like we play um, um uh, the kids play this as well, actually. Uh, Carcassonne, which is another classic. Uh, German oh, game. that's the Carcassonne is the uh, like the puzzle piece one, right? Where you have yeah, to, you like, place tiles yeah. and you have to try and build cities and roads and, and fields block and people from, stuff like from completing right. theirs and stuff. So yeah. my youngest, every time she plays, she wants to help out with your city. So you build a city and she'll like join in. And I'm like, no, no, no don't, don't put it there. You you want to go here because you've got to get your guy in there and then we'll work together. She's like, oh, right, okay. And my wife always tries to build these cities on her own and I'll always, 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 always try to screw over Mrs. F's city by like, she's almost finished it and I'll just put that one tile because I know there's no piece that will fit this apart from this one piece and we haven't seen it yet. So she has to put this piece down if she wants to finish her city. Yep. That's the kind Dark of thing. Sword is a horrible game. It's great. Like that, you can really screw people over by by looking at the tiles that are out and thinking what's what's left to come. Like there's one tile that's just city. The entire thing is city. And I always think it's funny when you know someone's waiting on that tile. It's the, there's only one of it in the entire set, and you just eep, just yoink it for your own city. Yeah. Stick it on the edge of yeah, something. Just, just for nothing. It's just, just one yeah. point. But it's it's like it would have made them a million points. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's Carcassonne is. Um... A lot of those games like Carcassonne, um, uh, Settlers, Ticket to Ride, they have um, really, really good mobile versions of all those games. You can play on tablet and stuff. Yes, they do. And some of them are free. And some of them, some of them you the... can play against other people online and stuff too, which is kind of fun. There's like yeah, which, which is like we said. Like I think it's and, you can do yeah. it, but it's sometimes not as fun. It's not. Um, it's not because it's not as good as the real thing. But if you can't get people together to do the real thing, or like 
you know, you're in quarantine and it's harder to do or whatever. They're, no, they're, for real. Like, really I've definitely been, been binging like some of these. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say all of them are great on the iPad, but like certainly Ticket to Ride is very good on the iPad. You know, I wonder. Some of them wonder, aren't too expensive either. Did you, did you ever play Talisman, the board game Talisman? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a I'm classic, not a big right? fan. Oh, I'm not a big fan. There's all these extra expansions. I'm wondering if my kids are all, because I've got the original edition Talisman. I bought it on eBay years ago. And I've never played a, it with there's anybody. A digital, there's a digital Steam version yeah, that was cack. quite... I want the little lads and right. the old school Games Workshop artwork. Remember the new shit? I'm talking the OG artwork when they made good games. I mean, there, there are, for all these games, for Carcassonne, for Sets of Catan, for anything that's that's ancient, like Talisman as well, there are a million um, versions and mods and changes and rule sets and expansions and official expansions and everything. And, and I think if you look around, you probably will be able to find yeah, a, yeah. the best version of Talisman Maybe. that is playable. And I think by now, there'll be fans who are... You know, really addicted to that. Have have really make your own you know, flax. Get the lads together. Stop playing chess. Why don't you guys all pool in and make a fan version of the game that you want to play? You know, nah, be the change be you want to see. Can't be bothered. I, I recommend you um, get the lads on tabletop. And get, we, we've get, done get that. Some, we played Secret Hitler. We played a couple of other things. Some... But they all want to play Pokemon Hunter or whatever it's called. I think it's a oh, board game. No. Yeah, they love it. Uh, and so, see, this is like those guys at the game store. Sips goes in. He's like, "Hey guys, you want to well, make a meat another, factory and fall out?" This is another thing. This is another thing. We're older guys, right? And a lot of these people that are like in our, you know, chat communities or whatever are much younger, right? Yeah. So like, people liking Pokemon is usually for me a giveaway, like that. They're that. That's the yeah, notice. Like that's young. the noticeable age gap. Like I yeah, have, they grew up with nothing. Minus but. minus one hundred interest in, the in same, Pokemon. Like, but in the I same way that you, you would love a miniatures yeah. game about like the fucking grunge bands of the nineties. No, I wouldn't. That would know. be terrible. I, I that sounds like a that. terrible. No, but Sip, Sips would love that or hip hop. You know, oh, uh, yeah. or the Sopranos. I yeah. don't know. They they like things about. I don't know. Fucking Pokemon, Lil Nas and X, JoJo's and stuff, Bizarre yeah. Adventure, and I don't know, weird, and, and that's, but that's what I go back to is like, they know that universe, and that universe doesn't have to do anything. You know, you can watch like a crappy Star Wars movie, but because you know the universe of it so well, and you've watched everything before, and you're you've got got that background of knowledge, like it doesn't have to be oh, man. amazing to be an ex good experience. Uh, here's the, here's one thing I will say though, I grew up with. Transformers, yeah. He-Man, yeah. G.I. Joe, yeah. Thundercats. Uh, None of those are going to make a good board game. I, I grew up with it, but I don't give a shit about it now. So you tell me one thing about the lore of those things, though. Right, like, but that, it feels that's like, the you point know, is that he -Man the Pokemon was, stuff... He-Man was invented to, to make to sell toys. There's no... Of course, but so was Pokemon. The, the lore, the, the TV show, everything that was not was not meant to be anything more than... No, no, hold on, let me make my point. My point is that those things didn't have anything really to them so the the enduring no. appeal of, of pokemon must be because it, it has more to it like it's, it, the it's not just that they grew up with it it must actually yeah. be good i just don't it's care they recognize the hundreds of pokemon you know that's it's not it just is. that it's i honestly think i think you're underestimating how good it must be i'm, I'm just saying i'm just saying <laughs> it's not for me i've looked at it i don't care but i can see it's better than the shit no, I, grew up there, I, I agree with flax there's definitely there's something about it that keeps people yeah. playing it beyond 
being a kid because like yeah. like you said like i i'd have no interest in do in in anything related to he-man even though i played with he-man a lot yeah, it's shit ninja turtles i mean like, i've got some nostalgia about it I, I remember the toys i remember sure. I, you know i have a, a fondness for it yeah but i don't want to fucking play a he-man boy it's gonna suck oh my god so one thing i did today yesterday was um i visited simon's animal crossing island right animal crossing is is a, obviously in the same way that you know, it's been out. The version of Animal Crossing being out for fifteen years. This this one is a, this is a real experience, though. But this is a real big one, yeah. and part of it is the fact that there are three hundred or four hundred villagers, and people know who they are and have experienced them before, and like the style of gameplay, and it's very chill, it's very fun. Simon has been, man, he's created this really kind of cool island with some cool stuff on it. It looks really fun. It's very Simon. He's been streaming him doing it in the mornings and me, we recorded a video of um, just me having like a half an hour tour of his island. And I don't know, like, it's just, it made me laugh a lot. And he he clearly been having a, it, it clearly felt like he, in the same way that you've been making a meat factory, yeah. Sips, um, Simon had made like a kind of, he'd made like a, originally he had like a creepy basement with like creepy dolls and candles in right. it and stuff. And, vo- and he was making like a pentagram down there, but <laughs> he eventually turned it into like a kind of nightclub. Okay. Um, uh, and then the, the, his, he's got like a really cool study and he's got like a kind of panic room behind a um, behind a, fe- a, a bookshelf that you have to push the bookshelf. You go behind the panic room. The panic room's got like a golden throne in there and he's got like a special <laughs> costume with a King Turdington golden suit on. It's just, <laughs> man, it made me laugh my ass off a right. couple of times. And um it felt like, I don't know, wholesome, but also like something that he'd obviously really, I don't know, just gotten invested in, felt like he was enjoying it. And also something that he clearly wanted to go back to out of the stream, you know, in the same way that you're enjoying. So coming back to your Fallout thing, I don't think it's a problem, Sips. It sounds like a problem and <laughs> yeah, you might I mean, worry it's... that it's a problem, but because you're worried that it's a problem, it's probably not yeah, a problem. I don't um, want my kids I think to that, see it. I, think it's, I, th- I, I don't agree with that because, you know, I mean, Son of Sam wrote on the wall, stop me before I kill again. Right. He knew what Son of Sam was doing was not cool. <laughs> it doesn't make it okay. I think what you're doing, Sips, is fucking hilarious and I love it. And every time I watch your stream, it makes me want to reinstall Fallout 4 um and do the same so i'm yeah i'm fully supporting the i saw actually um on reddit there was a someone made like a a fucking uh took some clip out of like an 80s movie for the for the for the bone Um, (laughs) i haven't seen that what was it did you see that there was a clip on the r slash sips yeah it's like out of an 80s movie where there's these all these tourists and they they go in a bone machine and it spits out the bones at the other side. Oh, I'm going to no, look this up right now. Go have a look after the podcast. Oh, anyway, geez. we've got to finish up. All right. Thanks, everyone, Thanks. for listening. Thanks for watching. Bodega book is out. Oh. Audio book. Um, Audio book. On yeah, yeah. Audible. Number three on the, on the charts as well. It was well. on the charts. It, it was on the beh- sci-fi behind, charts. Behind classics such as Lord of the Rings and The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, and for then a while Bodega. it was number four there. Wow. It was crazy. Um, so yeah, yeah, if you want to get a copy of that, you have to sign up to Audible or something. Um, and for a little while, it was number 69 on the overall list. Made nice. me very happy. Nice. We don't have any referral codes or anything because it's because it's 2020 and there's no, I don't know, any kind of referral code or any kind of thing link like that. And we're not sponsored by Audible and whatever, but that's where you can get it if you're interested. Yeah. So. Thank, thank you, you for everybody much. that's already Thanks. got it and the poster and everything. I really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. You guys rock. Thank you, you for supporting B-Flex. Because he needs it. He does. Yeah. Uh, poor boy. <laughs> poor he has guy. to feed his 
he's, he's, he's got Magnus Carlsen tutoring him and he's not cheating. He is yeah. expensive um, and gets very yeah. angry with me. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus, no. Well, oh. thanks for listening and oh, uh, stay frosty and we'll see you guys next week. Next week. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. See you next week. Stay, stay alert. alert. Love you all. Stay safe. Stay alert. Yes. Stay alert. Bye.